In this episode, we're recording in the closet. Yes, we are. At yeah. the Riva House. The Riva House. Why do they say Riva around here and not River? Do we know? Most things are said differently than they're spelled around here. Well, some people actually spell it R-I-V-A-H. Yeah, yeah, that's how it's written everywhere. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Love it. <laughs> anyway, we've been so busy that we have not had time to be in our office back up in uh, Northern Virginia to record. So we are recording in the closet. And Mary's going to turn this around as quickly as possible to get it out there. Yeah. We've been a little late with our release dates lately. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we did warn you. So don't get mad. We warned you. We're just trying to get this place all wrapped up. Um, we're but giving Dan from Extension Audio the day off. We are. We are. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, we're going to talk about some good stuff. We're going to fill you in on all things River House. And we're going to dive a little bit more into our parents and them getting old and realizations of relationships and shit from the past and blah, blah, blah. So lots going on there. All that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, if the audio is not quite up to snuff, it's because we've got no Dan this week. Sorry. We don't have our regular microphones that we record into. Nope. We're not in our studio space, so we'll see what happens. We're in a closet with three blankets hung up. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we uh, get on to this Riva cast? Well, let's do it. Oh, Riva cast. Riva cast. Love it. Be right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly, and we are in the closet. Once again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me just point out that we put these mics on our shirts to, to record this for today, and Mary puts hers on, then she tells me, can you put yours down quite a bit more than mine? About uh, three inches, I would yeah, say. Yeah, which I guess means I'm the louder talker. <laughs> you are the loud talker. <laughs> 
So we've set up some blankets in here to do a little bit of sound absorption. It's not going to be our usual studio setup. So mm -hmm. bear with us, mm -hmm. everybody. She bear with us. <laughs> it never gets old, does it? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we kind of ran out of time again. I think we warned you listeners last time that we were going to be a little bit spotty on our releases. A little loosey-goosey. Mm-hmm. Uh, just while we're getting this Airbnb up and on the market, which is coming along well, I, I would say. I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. I might literally never paint again mm -hmm. ever in my entire life. Yeah. So we were just going to give a report of what's been happening, if mm -hmm. we can remember it, because it's all sort of a blur. So we're doing the painting ourselves. Yeah. We decided to save a few grand mm -hmm. um, because there's a lot of walls up in here. But worse than the walls are um, the repairs that have to be made to the walls. Oh, yeah. Lots of uh, putty jobs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I never see putty again, if I never see, if I never have drywall powder all over my face and arms again, <laughs> that would, that'd be a good day. How about in our lungs? That's a treat. Oh, God. Yeah. That's been fun. Yeah. But it's looking mm -hmm. badass. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of, it's exhausting mm -hmm. to paint everything. And I'm talking everything. Everything. Yeah. Trim, um, ceiling, yeah, walls. Everything. Mm -hmm. But when you get a room done... Whoa, satisfying. Yeah. It really is. You just want to move into that room. <laughs> Which is something that we could consider. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> We're exhausted. We don't do other, want to do the rest, but we'll just live in this one room. Oh, in the like closet? in this closet right here. <laughs> so, uh, looking around. This is a big closet. It is big. We're touching up the closet? No. no, no I'm just going to deal with it. Here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Airbnb is coming along. We've actually, we posted on Facebook uh, if anyone wanted to rent it in July. Basically, every weekend is full. Weekdays are still open for now. Did you only say July rental? Did you specify? Because no, it's all just, July so far. No. <laughs> no. Oh, we have one in uh, June, late June. That's true. August is open. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get this puppy on Airbnb. As soon as we can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, hello, Domino. Oh, Domino Domino's just walked on in. By the way, Domino is allergic to something around here. I know, the poor guy. I mean, what is there not to be allergic oh, to? Oh, God. It could be the dust. Could it be. It could be the pollen. There's so many flowers around here. And, and this yeah. place is beautiful. No, it is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, who knows? I'm allergic too. So uh -huh. I feel you, Domino. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, how do we want to get started? Well, Mother's Day was last Sunday. Oh, yeah. We should do a recap. recap. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary, go. You went and visited your mom, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah. She had no idea. It was a surprise. Oh, it was? For her. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I didn't think we were going to be able to go. Mm -hmm. Well, we were going to go. Mm -hmm. And then you decided to stay behind and do a lot of painting and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just didn't know if I'd be able to make it. So I just didn't tell her one way or another. Or I told her that I probably wouldn't. But anyway, so I surprised her, mm -hmm. which was nice. But she always cries. <laughs> She's very uh -huh. weepy. I know. It's sweet. Um, it gets harder and harder because my mother just gets weaker and more frail. And so we're just trying to figure out next steps for her as far as care. And does she move somewhere with more care? Do we bring care in? Uh, it's all expensive options. So we're just trying to figure all that out. That's so hard because I think as people get old, their bodies and their minds waste in a different way. Like your mom's brain is mostly there, right? So she needs help getting around. My mom can get around fine, but her brain is freaking hosed. So right. she can't make decisions. She can't decide to eat. And so find a facility that covers all of it. There just really isn't. Well, and it's not a billion dollars. The process of packing up her stuff and moving, even though 
obviously we would have that done. She just she's overwhelmed by it all. Of course. So just figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Next steps. The funny thing on the way down there. So it's all back roads pretty much mm-hmm. until you get to 64 around Yorktown, I think. And then, of course, you go through the Hampton Roads Bridge Tunnel, which is always fun. I hold my breath for that one. Well, this time would have been a long time because the traffic was oh, crazy shit. getting in there. So would hate to see you turn blue. Mm-mm. Remember I cheat. <laughs> oh, you be telling me the <laughs> listeners that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but on the way down, uh, there was a little town called Gloucester, Gloucester. I don't know how you say it around here. It looks here. like Gloucester. Well, right. But that's not how you say it. Well, no. No one pronounces their towns the way they are phonetically spelled here. And these are all based on English towns. Oh. You get that right. Jamestown. Yorktown. Williamsburg. Okay. Well, Jamestown yep. is named after King James. Oh. Was he not English? Yeah, he was the king mm, of England. That's what I thought. So there you go. They're English names. <laughs> she is. <laughs> but Gloucester, I believe, is an actual place in England. So I haven't, okay. I haven't been to it. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they pronounce it slightly different around these parts. Anyway, I'm driving through and I decide I need to pee and I want a snack. Well, sure. As it happens. You got a tunnel coming up. <laughs> you got to gear up for that stuff. <laughs> so snack of choice, pork rinds and ginger ale. Diet ginger ale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The snack of champs. <laughs> Weird combo. Mm-hmm. Something about that snack combo inspired the clerk to ask me if I wanted to buy ammo. <laughs> um, I was confused for a second. Listen, listen. <laughs> pork rinds and diet ginger ale. That's a true tell right there. <laughs> at like, least, oh, she's looking for ammo. Gotcha. At least he had a 50-50 shot at getting that right. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, wait a minute. Um, did you just offer me ammo? <laughs> just to understand. And I said, do I look like a person who would, I don't know, carry a gun? And he said, yes. <laughs> like emphatically, I look like that. <laughs> it's because of the pork rinds and the diet ginger ale. <laughs> uh, yeah. I beats the heck out of me why I look like someone who would buy ammo at a racetrack. Or is it a raceway? Right. What do you call those places? Raceway. It's like, it's like a 7-Eleven. I think it's raceway. I guess you can buy ammunition there in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Well, speaking of ammo, uh-huh. uh, part of this task in getting this Airbnb ready is cleaning out all the random crap that was left behind. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. So I guess the people who lived here ran out of time and just sort of... Left shit? Left a bunch of crap. So one is this little... Um, Kind of a crawl space kind of a thing, a little storage area under the stairs. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And so in cleaning that out, I found a bag of uh, bullets, mm-hmm. as you do. Maybe you, maybe you could have brought those to the raceway and traded them for pork rinds and diet ginger. You should be like, you mean like this? And set the bag on the counter. I'm totally. set. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know. What a crazy time we're having down here. I would say a better find was in the top shelf of the laundry room mm-hmm. and that unopened box was it like enema and douche what was it <laughs> or was it just enema no it was a combo it was a combo way. it's enema <laughs> douche and water bottle <laughs> can you use them all at once oh, i think the correct order to use them is water bottle then douche then enema oh and yeah, then yeah. you're done that, that is and the, you that, throw that, that out that's the uh, decreasing order of holes <laughs> 
<laughs> also, safety first. Just saying that's the correct order. That's true. Gross. <laughs> the box itself, there's like this lady on there who looks a little happy with a perm and a sweater. I mean, Are there daisies old... on the package? I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure there were daisies. <laughs> but the thing that cracked me up is that it had a 10-year warranty. How the fuck are you going to keep using this? Like, can you really clean it? Are you going to return it after 10 years? (laughs) Are you going to admit that you've been cleansing all three holes? (laughs) Anyway, that was a good find. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many random, random things. Mm -hmm. And some useful stuff like extra uh, trim for whatever in the house. I mean, there's like a lot of random and useful things that we have come across. It's been fun going through the garage for sure. Uh Yep. I haven't bought any trim paint yet because I've been using what they had here. But I am about to buy some more because we have a lot of trim to oh paint. God, it's true. The guy it's who built this place, he would like put trim up and not paint it or do like partial or I don't know. Yeah. But this is a super fun project. There are some sections of drywall that had no paint ever. Mm-hmm. That was part of a bookcase. Yeah. Built-in yeah. bookcases. Yeah. So if I you guess come... we have to read. <laughs> if you come over here mm-hmm. to the Airbnb... Bring your used books. We're putting up a library Yes, for guests. Because, you know, everybody wants a beach read. Sometimes um, you um, forget one. You do. And I think that all of you who still have a copy of Miracle of Forgiveness, go ahead and bring that. Um, nope. I'm going to say no <laughs> to the religious materials. If you have a Book of Mormon <laughs> no. with your name inscribed and the pages all marked up and like testimony in it, bring that fucker. We'll just put Latter-day Lesbian stickers on every single page. <laughs> good luck trying to read it. That's good stuff. <laughs> Should we talk about fishing? More fishing excursions? I'm having so much fun with (laughs) fishing off the dock. I do have a sad story to tell. Sad slash crazy slash sad slash crazy slash circle of life. I don't don't know. I don't know where this ends. I don't know yet. I don't know. Poor fish. I'm out there fishing, as you do. By the way, the dock that we have off the back of the property is so fucking lucky. It really is. Like, I don't think I've seen anyone to the left or the right of us catch any fish. (laughs) Well, it could help that there's a crab trap down there with a catfish skeleton in it. Oh, we should go pull that up. Before I go, I got to go back up to DC area today. Anyway, so it's a lucky, lucky dock. So I'm out there fishing by my lonesome um, just before dark and huge hit on my lure, on my bait. Boom! The pole bends down. I'm like, oh my God, this one's huge. Snap, the line breaks. Fuck. Oh well. So I reel it in and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'll put a new bobber and blah, blah, blah on. And then about, I don't know, maybe five minutes later, I see the bobber out there. So there's a fish on the hook still connected to the bobber and I can see the bobber moving around. Poor fish. I know. By this time, I'd already thrown another line in. Mm hmm. And got another hit on that line. It was another huge catfish. I could tell because he came up to the surface when I started pulling him in. Anyway, he got off the hook. So I reeled that one in and I'm watching this bobber and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with that poor fish? And he's probably huge because he broke the freaking line. So I'd see the bobber go under the water and then it'd pop back up and you could see him swimming around. So I thought, here's an idea. I'll get in the pedal boat and chase it down, pedal out there, grab the bobber and pull the fish in. Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, I'm in a bit of a panic because it's like, I got to hurry, right? So I run down the dock. I get the the pedal boat out of the weeds, the reeds, whatever, start pushing in the water, sit down in it, and the thing starts to topple to the to the left. So I, I guess, guess you, you need two people. You need two people. Hmm. So there are two people in our family. And so I, I text Mary. Mary was painting. And so I text her. <laughs> I'm like, urgent text. Get down here. I need help. Called her, called her, called her. Get down here. I guess she was busy painting while I'm out there fishing. 
Finally, she's like, I'll be down there in a second. Well, I had to pee. Yeah, but I have to pee. And I just kept yelling, hurry, hurry, because I, I wanted to find the fish. Like, he's probably still chilling nearby, right? Chilling with a hook in his mouth? It's a catfish. You, you can't kill those things. Anyway, so Mary finally comes down the dock. We get in. She, Of course, she has no idea what's going on. I'm trying to explain to her while she's baffled why we're getting in the pedal boat at dusk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's practically dark out. Mm-hmm. So we push off and we spend the next, I don't know how long, pedaling around the Potomac mm-hmm. <laughs> looking for the bobber. Mm-hmm. And it's dark. Mary's like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> and I feel bad. I'm like, well, there's a catfish out there with a hook in its mouth. So we go out and back. We tried. We tried. We, we tried did our best. This. Mary was not enthused. Well, I felt bad for the thing. Well, I did too, which is why we were out there <laughs> on the Potomac. <laughs> at to night. be honest, it's a creek right off the Potomac, isn't it? Aren't we on a creek? We're on a creek right off the Potomac, but yeah. like literally, you can see where the Potomac starts. You can, yeah, that's we're right, true. We're right where it starts. That is true. Anyway, <clears throat> that was sad. Uh, poor little guy. It'll be like he's wearing, like he has a piercing. It's like he has a lip piercing <laughs> with a tassel. <laughs> okay. Uh huh. He's gonna be just fine. All right, you keep telling yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. Well, there was also the story of the perch. Mm-hmm. The perch that I've been catching, I probably caught, God, probably 10 at this point, but they're not that big yet. So when you and I both fish, we're not trying to catch the little perch. We're trying to catch the big catfish or a big perch if we can find one. Or but a striped bass. Or... A striped bass would be great. Yeah. We might be too close to shore. Anyway, Perhaps. So I caught this perch and he had swallowed the worm. So there was no way to like not destroy him while taking out... Um, the hook. So he wasn't going to make it. So I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to practice my filleting skills and we're going to eat this perch tonight. So I measured him. He was seven inches. Mm. I didn't realize that they have to be nine inches to keep. Nobody told me this, but I wasn't going to throw him back in because he was going to die. Like it had ripped his gill. Mm -hmm. So I take him back, fillet him up. So a seven inch perch, when you get fillets, the fillets are about two inches. (laughs) (laughs) So who are these two? Uh-huh. But I breaded them in cornmeal. I bet they were delicious. That was Mother's Day, wasn't it? You were gone. Oh, yeah. You I was missed gone. that entire event. I sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, they made the most amazing itty bitty perch <laughs> um, How did that appetizers compare to the catfish we ate? Oh, God. The catfish. Um, Which was tastier? They were just, they were different. Okay. I wish I would have had more perch. It was super, super mild. It was delicious. But mm-hmm. Mary freaking crushed some catfish. That big ass catfish that I caught, the one that was bigger than yours. Uh-huh. Keep telling yourself. <laughs> anyway, we filleted that baby up, cut it into like chunks. I don't know what you call them. Mary breaded them. <laughs> we fried them up. Shit was good. Yeah. little egg wash, a little uh, cornmeal mm-hmm. crust, mm-hmm. some seasoning. Delicious. Yeah. A little lemon. Good. They were way bigger than the uh, two-inch perch filet. <laughs> yeah. We got two meals out of that one. That was That's really, true. That was that really good. That is true. Also, we've been making trips to Tappahannock to go to this Lowe's to Mm -hmm. get, I don't know, doorknobs, pennant lights, more masking tape, you name it. You drive over the Rappahannock to get to Tappahannock. I know. Why didn't they call it? I was just fond of this. I don't know. Anyway. We could probably look it up. Anyway, there's this antique store. Also, the people who had this house left some antiques, Mm -hmm. like... 18th century stuff. like old ass shit. Old ass shit. Mahogany, Mm -hmm. drop leaf, gate leg, tables, etc. You had to look that stuff up. Federalist style. Federalist style. So we were going to go in there to see if she wanted to do any consignment. And we ended up buying a bunch of crap (laughs) for decorative stuff. Mm -hmm. Because this place, oh my God, talk about eye candy. Huge warehouse. Yeah. Like with aisles and aisles and aisles and an upstairs. We didn't even go upstairs. 
I'm like, yeah. once we can't carry the stuff anymore, we're done shopping. Yeah, so we got some fun decorative stuff like a ship's wheel. Yeah, that thing's bad. That thing is going to be cool. Mm -hmm. We're going to hang that in our library. <laughs> books we don't read. <laughs> With our books of miracle of forgiveness. <laughs> no, no miracle of forgiveness. <laughs> um, so that place is filled with those types of antiques that we mm -hmm. mentioned. And also just random tchotchkes. Mm -hmm. Could be like a giant shark. Remember that giant oh my God, plastic huge. shark? I think it was plastic. I don't huge. know. It's hanging from the ceiling and it had a mannequin sticking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a room here that we could fit that in. What if we knocked out a wall. I know. <laughs> but we got some decorative stuff like the ship's wheel. Mm -hmm. We got a duck decoy. I love that little duck decoy. Yeah. But we also got this sailboat. Very Beautiful. whimsical. Yeah. That we're putting in the library once again. Uh-huh. We buy the thing. Well, when we were putting it in the car, we noticed that underneath it, it was a sticker that from Marshall's for $14.99. <laughs> and we paid $20 for it. <laughs> so some jackass is out there going to like the discount stores, <laughs> yeah. buying shit. And then reselling it in an antique <laughs> store. <laughs> they got us. I mean, what can we I say? For it. They got us. <laughs> Jerks. Yep. But it's a damn cute boat. It is a cute boat. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's been really fun exploring the area. Mm -hmm. um, obviously buying like fun little whatever to decorate this place at little random stores and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So and many antique stores around here. It's meeting crazy. the locals. Oh my God. Everyone's so friendly. I love the locals. So there's this place just around the corner from us called Erica Mall. <laughs> it's not a mall. It's a no. gas station. <laughs> but it is on Erica Road. Yeah. For some reason, it's called Erica Mall. It cracks me up. <laughs> it's just this country, 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 country store where you can get like beer, um, bait, bait uh, asparagus, asparagus as it turns out. lottery tickets. Oh, and fresh eggs because they've got a chicken coop. Oh, yeah. They've got a chicken mm -hmm. coop out there. Anyway, every time I go there, there's some random old, old, old man. It's usually it's one of two different men, and they're just sitting on the bench outside, just watching. The People world. watching, yeah. Yeah, and I'll always say hi and chat with them, and, and then go get your asparagus or, or whatever. Or my worms, pickled pig's feet. Pickled. There are also pickled pig's feet. Like every stereotype you've ever heard of, like small town USA. Uh huh. It's true here where we are, and I love it. Yeah. I won't say every stereotype because. We haven't received any kind of like gay hate at all. None, 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 none. Zero. No, but it's that small town feel where everybody knows each other. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there's going to be a random store like that with all kinds of other stuff. And there's another store that's an antique store, sort of. But it's so it's like Murphy's Seed or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah. a seed and whatever store. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can get lots seed, of seed there. Fertilizer, yeah. plants. And can't you get like antiques feed for like farm animals? Yeah, that feed, there too? Uh -huh. feed, feed uh -huh. and seed, feed and seed. Okay. They have plumbing shit there. They have antiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Asparagus. Yep. Everyone has asparagus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah, that place is fun too. Mm -hmm. And if you want to have something custom ordered, you can just tell the owner, Rebecca, and she'll take care of it for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, the guy that came and offered to do um, the lawn service here because he did the lawn service for the previous owners. And it was also possible to understand him because it's very, very thick Southern accent. He said um, that we need mulch and to go to Murphy's, pay for mulch, he'll go pick it up. So we go in there and said, hey, um, Rebecca Bernard said we just, oh, yeah, yeah, here, just sign here. Everyone knows everyone. Right, right. It's right. awesome. The accent is interesting around here because it's Southern and country, but there's also this um, interesting thing that happens in this area where um, the, you say out and about. Yeah, it's, a, it's like Canadian shit coming in. Yeah. 
Yeah, you hear that a lot. That's sort of the Tidewater, Virginia accent. Um, I don't know why. We're going to adopt that? Probably not. <laughs> I've managed to go this far without picking up much uh -huh. of an accent. Oh, I lived okay. in Atlanta for 25 years. So if I could survive that place without picking up a Southern accent, I think I'm, I think I'm good to go. I'm probably not good to go. I do tend to adopt accents. Oh, this will be fun. Right? <laughs> we'll check back with us. <laughs> we'll see how that progress is we'll going. We'll count the weeks as to when they're like, oh, yeah, we've lost her. We've okay. lost Shelly. Should we take a commercial break? Let's do. All right. More Tales from the Riva coming <laughs> the up. Riva. R-I-V-A-H. That's what they say around here. Riva. Riva. Mm -hmm. Be right back. Okay, we're back. Hello. What's next on our agenda? Can we talk about... The annoying ass bird that lives somewhere in our neighborhood, like in a tree on our property, probably. Keeps us up all damn night. So why do is, birds sing at night? Well, I, I'm like, this is the first time in my life that I've heard a bird. I mean, once in a while you hear, hear a bird make like some chirp in the middle of the night and that's that's it. This bird, all night long making sounds. Mm -hmm. Like singing, like singing and calling and trilling <laughs> and all that. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? We are trying to sleep. No one else is awake. I don't know who the fuck you're talking to, <laughs> but you're keeping me up and it's not making me happy. And so I was complaining about this bird. Um, I'm in this group called We Love the Northern Neck. Northern Neck is like the generalized area of where we are down here. And I was complaining about it and asking people like, what kind of fucking bird is this? And mm. they, you know, everyone had their ideas and said, well, why don't you record it and, you know, post the recording. So... From me to you, <laughs> here is a recording from 1.30 in the morning today, yeah. so last night, whatever, when I should have been sleeping. Um, this is what is impossible to sleep through. Are you ready? So there you have it. And here's the thing. It's not just one sound. Oh, yeah. It, there's like... Four verses and a chorus and two bridges <laughs> and a third chorus. Like, he just keeps going and going, I'm going to try this now. I'm going to try this now. Well, didn't someone think it was a mockingbird? Well, that's the thing. I played it in this group and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a mockingbird. Yeah. That fucker. Quite the repertoire. Yeah. He's, he's covered all the bird calls. <laughs> Pretty much. And he does it all night. Like, he practices. It's kind of like when you sing in the bathroom because you mm -hmm. think no one can hear you. He wants someone to hear him, I think. I think he's practicing. You think? Anyway, we've named him Marvin. Mm -hmm. Marvin the Mockingbird. You named him that. I named him Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everything gets a name when it comes to me. Okay. Yeah, what an asshole. Total asshole. Uh-huh. And it's like right in the front of the house and it echoes through the entire house. You know what bird song, though, he hasn't learned, which what? I wouldn't mind hearing. Maybe not at 1.30 in the morning. No. But I am partial to the sound of the red wing blackbird. How does that go? Oh, you want me to imitate I do. It? But not um, at 1.30 in the morning. Go. She's refusing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put the sound in. Oh, you go. Oh, Miss Editor, go right ahead. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, one more story about the wildlife here. I was sitting out on the dock. Um, I wasn't fishing at that point. I was just sitting, and it was the sun was just starting to set. And I saw this great blue heron kind of flying toward me mm -hmm. really low. I'm like, oh, he's probably going to see me and, you know go up high or something but i was sitting in a way that one of the poles in the dock was hiding me right mm -hmm. this blue heron didn't see me and flew right in front of me eye level literally maybe three or four feet in front wow. of me 
It was so fucking amazing. Yeah. And it was almost like he went past me in slow motion because they're so long, you know? Mm -hmm. That was so cool. That was a really cool moment for me. That's awesome. Yeah, the wildlife here is amazing. Yeah. We've seen blue herons and bald eagles. Oh, bald eagles everywhere. Wild like, turkeys yeah. are everywhere. Yep. It's cool. Yeah. Osprey. Mm -hmm. Vultures. Haven't, yeah. Haven't seen any um, pelicans yet, but I think there are some brown pelicans that come up. Yeah. Oh, we saw two swans finally. Swans, oh, yeah. like the white ones. Yeah. I didn't know there were white swans in the Potomac. Yeah, who knew? She's just showing up. <laughs> hmm. You saved a turtle. Oh, I did. A little turtle trying to cross the road. He was going real slow. Well, it's a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for turtle standards, he was going slow, right? So I picked his little ass up and took him the direction he was headed and just put him on the other side. Oh, because that would suck if you turned him around the other way. I was trying like, to God, get I there. I was halfway there. It's taken me all day. Uh -huh. No, I just saved him like four hours by moving him 10 feet. You're welcome, Mr. Turtle. Yeah, that could have been, you know, dangerous mm -hmm. crossing the road. Mm -hmm. Oh, we caught a blue crab. We did. He's put, tiny. Put that thing back. Yeah. He mm -hmm. got me with his claw once, maybe twice. So we're hoping <laughs> as blue crab season comes in more into full effect, we'll get like a real trap. The trap we have is not great. Um, yeah. I'm not sure why you bought that trap. It was on Amazon and it was cheap. Okay. Well, we're going to get a better one. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. No more bullshit crab traps. No more bullshit crab traps. Okay. All right. So... Moving on. We're, well, mostly backtracking to Mother's Day. Just giving an update on my parents. So my mom, I think everyone knows that she went into the hospital like a mental unit. Do they call that that anymore? Psychiatric? Psychiatric ward, I okay, think. Okay, psychiatric ward. Because um, she had a total and complete breakdown. Anyway, so she was there for a couple of weeks. They got her meds kind of leveled out. Um, well, they had to sedate her, first of all. They had to sedate her to get her to, like, just chill. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they had her sedated, she stayed, she stayed sedated for like a week. They gave her a shot of the stuff called, I want to say Haldol. Anyway, it's like, can I say sedated one more time? <laughs> she was sedated. Um, Heavy they, duty shit. Yes. 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 So then they started working on like, um, you know, getting her meds balanced out or what have you. So anyway, they released her, which is awesome. And now she's back in the memory care unit at the retirement place. Mm -hmm. What do you call it? Senior Living Center. So my dad's in the assisted living half and my mom is in the memory care half. And so we have to like schedule visits for them because it's, I don't know, the whole thing's a fucking train wreck and it's sad. But my, here's the thing. Okay, let's talk about this. So my dad has always been super controlling and military church, my way or the highway type. You know, he knows best. He's the smartest. He's the whatever. And... It has always made him upset if someone won't do what he says, right? Mm -hmm. Especially someone that he's supposed to be over, like my mom, his kids, whatever. Um, but my mom, their entire life, did what he said because mm -hmm. she was a good, a good Mormon wife. Mm -hmm. Well, now that she's getting up in her crazy years, she is less obedient than she once was. She's going to do what she's going to do because she's crazy, right? Go for it, mom. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is my dad cannot handle it. He right. can't, he can't deal. And he's also got some dementia and he, I keep telling myself this because this has to be true. He cannot control the way he reacts to her not listening to him. 
Um, it's a bad situation. It's a bad situation, which is why they can't be together anymore. Because my mom will start to tell some wacky story that never happened. And it pisses my dad off because... Because he's like, oh, what will people think? Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. He's, yeah, what will he's people like, think? He's like, oh, I want to control this because yes. uh, it's not true or whatever. Right. So he'll tell her to stop and she won't stop. And so he'll grab her arm and she won't stop. And so we'll start squeezing. Mm. I mean, he's gone as far as like taking his hand and putting over her face to try to make Yikes. her stop. And when I've broken up the fight, he's like grabbed her by the neck. Ooh. Um, it hasn't been pretty, guys. And this has been so hard for me because my dad's not a violent person. He's really not. Mm -hmm. He wasn't. Let's say that. He was my entire life not a violent person. Maybe not physically. Well, yeah. He's never... He hasn't been physically violent. Emotional abuse. Sure. But I mean, like grabbing someone? Yeah. yeah that, that hasn't really been his forte. But then again, he hasn't really had people say, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know? Just refuse. Uh, except for... You know what? My oldest brother and my dad got into it a lot. And um, you know what? They did fight. They actually did physically fight in the home when my oldest brother was an adult. So I, I don't know. For me to say he's not violent, that hasn't been my... That's not your experience. Correct. Correct. And but he was violent to your brother. Sure. But looking back... you don't know for sure I, yeah. with your mother. No, he was not violent with my mom. Why would he be? She never, she never didn't do what he said. Right. Or my, my brother was rebellious. And... I'm not trying to throw like weird rumors out here. I don't know whoever started the fights. It could have been my brother going after my dad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not making any, any accusations at all here. The point I'm getting at is that now that my dad is getting senile and my mom isn't listening to him and he feels out of control, it's bringing out violence mm -hmm. in him. Like he can't stop the violence. He really can't. Cause I think that he would, if he could, because of the violence, they have to be separated. My dad just wants to be with her all the time because it's this fucked up codependent relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's super hard for me. And it's weird because my dad now lies about it. Mm -hmm. Which again, in my mind, I'm like, okay, it's just because he's senile. It's just because he's senile. That's it. But looking back, like he's never been one to accept something that he doesn't think is correct. You know? And some people, I think their attitude in life was like, well, if this is correct, if this is right, I can do whatever I want to make sure this stays right. Whether it's break the law, whether it's, you know what I mean? Hmm. Example, my dad is not allowed to go into the memory care half of the building because he gets violent with my mom when she starts telling wacky stories. And he knows he's not allowed to go in there. He knows. And he finds ways in anyway. He finds ways in. And, and then makes up the story about what how he got in there. Exactly. So got busted that he was in there, right? Someone saw him in there and they're like, uh... And I, we don't know how he got in. I'm guessing that he buzzed the buzzer in some new candy striper. That's what they called them back in my day. What are they? <laughs> like the, the people that work there that aren't nurses? Well, we're calling them candy orderly? stripers. I don't know. I don't know. Orderly sounds like even even older word than candy striper. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, my guess is that he sweet-talked someone because he's very charismatic and they, they, they let him in. But what story did he tell? So the story that he told when he got confronted by me and my brothers, he said that he was outside walking around, going for a walk. And he looked and my mom was standing right outside like, okay, so there's two entrances into the memory care. There's one from inside the building and outside the building. And she was standing on the outside of the building, outside of the entrance. Where she wouldn't be. Right. And then, like, she ran to him, and then they hugged each other, and she's like, you know, help me, Terry. And so he brought her back inside. 
So, so she let him in, essentially, according to him. Well, no, this is all impossible. His story doesn't make any sense. So there's two doors you have to buzz through to get out to the outside of the building completely. Mm-hmm. So somehow my mom had to have been buzzed out of two separate doors mm-hmm. because you can't open them without someone typing in the code. So he tells this lie, which for me, it's like fucking infuriating, you know? Because you can prove it. Yeah, so I talked to the I talked to the manager there, and they actually got all the camera footage, mm-hmm. and there was nothing from my mom leaving from that side of the building. Nothing, 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 nothing. All they have is my dad getting buzzed in from the inside of the building. So clearly, he made it up. Yeah, he made it up, which is infuriating. But again, I have to tell myself, well, it's because he's he's senile. It's because he's senile. Because I don't know how to not be angry about mm-hmm. it. Um, and the fact of the matter is, is that he thinks he needs to be able to be with my mom all the time, Mm -hmm. that she needs his protection. And so it is fine to lie, to steal, to whatever. I mean, it's fine for him to be abusive to her, to protect her. (laughs) He thinks he's protecting her from going back to the crazy house. I'm choking you as a way of protecting you. Well, yeah. So she doesn't say crazy stuff and end up back in the mental ward. So this has been a huge struggle. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to hate my dad, mm-hmm. but it's very hard when I see him lose his shit on my mom and I'm trying to pull them apart. So where I'm going with this is this. So now you've got a little bit of the background. Um, one of my brothers thinks that my mom and dad need to be able to spend as much time together as possible, right? Because my dad, according to my brother, he's really going downhill because he can't see mom as much as he wants to. Whereas my mom doesn't give a shit. Like my mom, honestly, she doesn't need my dad. She thought he was one of her kids the other day. That's true. Like, she she doesn't need him. She's like, I'm so happy to be here with two of my children. And one of them was Yeah, like, that's your husband. (laughs) Oh, I mean, Terry. Yeah. Um, A lot of the times when my dad's visiting with her, and he has to be with someone. He has to be with a family member to be allowed to visit, even though he somehow sneaks in from time to time. So a lot of the times when he visits, my mom kind of gets tired of him. Because he'll start trying to control her again, and she's not about being controlled anymore, and she'll tell him to leave. Yeah. And when she tells him to leave, that's when he starts to get angry, Mm -hmm. right? And starts to try to control the situation and then gets aggressive. And so I'm like talking to this brother of mine. I'm going, they don't even like each other. Mm -hmm. They literally don't. Mom can't stand him half the time, and he just needs to control her. It's not like he... It's not love. It's not. Yeah. It's not. But this brother of mine doesn't doesn't see it that way. He sees, oh, poor, poor dad wants to be with his wife. I'm like, but poor, poor mom doesn't want to fucking be with him. Mm-hmm. So you can't take away someone's freedom, someone's agency, my mom, in order for my dad to be happy. But that's been the entire time. Thank you. That's, that's been their entire fucking yeah. life. And I'm like... No, mm-hmm. that's not okay. Well, d- dad just misses her and he's just going downhill without her. I'm like, it's on him. Yeah. That's on him. Yeah. Mom gets to decide how much dad sees her. Mm-hmm. Period. End of story. You don't make mom sit through abuse and control so that dad is happy. Because mm-hmm. guess what? A 54-year marriage, that's what's been going on. Yeah. So... It's painful for me to see the way that it is now because all that control and shit that's gone on their entire lives, which was kind of kept out of view for me because I was Mormon and thought this was normal. Mm-hmm. And now that it's become violent, it's the same relationship, but now add violence on the top. Physical violence. Physical violence. Yes. I just can't. I can't stand for it. And when people make excuses for my dad, I mean, granted, I guess I am kind of too saying that he's senile, but when they make excuses that he needs my mom. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care what he needs. This has been my problem 
with the way abuse is viewed the entire time. So now it's a concern because it's gotten physical. Right. And it's been emotional and mental abuse the entire time. Of course it has. And nobody batted an eye about that. Of course not, because you don't see it. Well, you don't see it because my mom always went along with it. Yeah. Which is sad. And now, and, and now that she's not going along with it, you see what would have been had she had a backbone their entire marriage. Mm-hmm. It probably wouldn't have worked out. Yeah. It's frustrating, guys. And I don't know if any of you are in the, a similar situation. Like, I'm trying to find words because it's so frustrating. I don't want to hate my dad. And I don't. I don't hate my dad. Um, I know he loves my mom. I use the term love very, very loosely. Well, I don't think he knows how to love. No, you're right. Like, he... He misses her. Of course he does. But what is it that he misses about her? Mm-hmm. He doesn't even like her. I mean, let's be honest. Well, he doesn't like what comes out of her mouth. Correct. He doesn't like who she is unless she's doing what he wants. Yeah. He likes the Dixie that he created, Correct. right? Correct. He liked the Dixie that would change the diapers and, and be his help su- meet. His, help meet. <laughs> his supportive side when he's the mission president, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. Like That's the Dixie that he created and that he wanted. Mm-hmm. But the Dixie that my mom has become... Who steals other people's juice. Oh, my juice. God. That was so funny. <laughs> I'll tell that story in a second. <laughs> so, go, mom, go. Um, but she now is just... She wants to sing and tell wacky stories and like, f- go ahead, let your freak flag fly, mom. But my dad cannot handle who she is. Yeah. If she starts singing her songs that I love you, a bushel and a peck, the one I sing with her all the time, mm-hmm. anything, he's like, oh, stop being silly. My mom is silly. She's a silly person. Uh-huh. She really is. She just never got to be. Your dad's a downer, man. Oh, God. Debbie downer. Like, <laughs> n- sorry, all you Debbies out there. Um, <laughs> they're used to it. They're used to it. Yeah. He doesn't like her. He doesn't like her craziness. He just tries to or stop it. Any whimsy at all. No, no yeah. whimsy. Mm-hmm. Tell the story about her juice oh situation. So my other brother was there visiting and um, I asked him, so how's mom doing today? And he goes, well, I asked her how breakfast was. And mom said, I stole some ladies juice. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a cackle. <laughs> wow. Get them, Dixie. Get them. Steal that juice and then laugh about it. <laughs> That's something she never would have done as a practicing Mormon. I mean, she mm. is technically. But she's crazy now. <laughs> she's and so she's crazy. like her true self is coming out. She's wacky. <laughs> and it's awesome. But it's the wackiness that my dad can't handle that he tries to control, which then turns into violence because he can't keep her as what he needs her to be. Under his control. Yes. Yeah. It's a rough situation. It's like a huge spotlight on their entire relationship, which is really sad for me to see. I bet. Mm-hmm. Fucked up Mormon life right there. Yep. Let's take one final break. And when we come back, there's a subject I want to talk to you about. From in the closet? <laughs> well, that's where we are. That's true. All right. Be right back. So we're back. Uh, we're putting patrons on hold this week. I wanted to actually wrap up with something that Shelly had talked about. I'm putting you on the spot. Oh, God. I have to remember what I talked about? I'll remind you. Okay. It was earlier in the week. Earlier. Earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we decided to take this last week and stay here. We worked remotely. And then in the time we weren't working, we were painting and doing all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And you figured something out about yourself. You figured out that you had guilt, even though you had made a decision about mm-hmm. what you were going to do. Mm-hmm. So you made a decision that you were going to work remotely 
but you had guilt over it. Yeah, I had guilt over not being in the office. You did. And mm -hmm. did you have guilt about your kids, even though it wasn't Probably. Was yeah, even, your though it week? Was, even though it wasn't even my week to have the kids, I felt guilt about not being in the area of my children. Yeah, I remember this specifically. And it's one of these things that I need to learn. Maybe some of you do too. I don't know. But I'll make a decision and decide, okay, boom, this is what I'm doing. But I can't even enjoy that decision that much because the guilt carries through. Like, I here I am in this beautiful place. Mm -hmm. And half the time I'm feeling guilty that I'm not in the office, which I'm still getting all my shit done. But there's just, just this lingering guilt. Or like my kids, like here I am in this beautiful place getting shit done. And I have this lingering guilt that I'm not right nearby my kids to drop in and say hi. Mm. But I've already made the choice. Like, make the choice and just fucking be happy about it. It's not going to change. The guilt's not going to change it. You've already made the choice. And that's what I'm struggling with right now. That I think that's my next big obstacle to push through is, yeah. is being good with being, my choices. Being present in yeah. the present yes. moment, maybe. Yes. So guilt to me about some decision you've made is living in the past. Yeah. You're so hung up on that decision. And did I make the right decision? Right. And the guilt doesn't change my decision. I've still made it, but I'm suffering through this decision when I could have just been enjoying the decision that I made. Correct. Yeah. And there are some weeks that we're in Vienna that you don't have the kids. Brent has mm -hmm. the kids and you don't necessarily drop in on them that week. There are yeah. some weeks that you go when you maybe text them or talk to them, but you don't actually see them yeah. in person. That's a thing. Yeah. You don't always drop in. So my point is, it doesn't matter if we're in Vienna and you're having a week off with the kids or we're here and you're having a week off with the kids. What's the difference? I don't know. Maybe I feel guilty because I'm having such a good time here. I don't know. What's I, wrong I really, with having I, a good time? I don't know. It's probably just this Mormon shit where it's like, if I'm happy, it's because I'm not giving enough to someone else. I need to be overrun by making other people happy. Gotcha. And I'm fucking happy down here. Yeah, you love it. And then the guilt hits. And you're getting work done on yeah. your job. Oh, for sure. You're working remotely. Yeah. And the kids are coming down over Memorial Day weekend. They're going to come have a fun week. Like, it doesn't make sense why I'm feeling this guilt. It's just remnants of 40 plus years of shit. Of not putting yourself first ever. Right. So it might feel uncomfortable to now suddenly put your needs first. Mm -hmm. It's unusual for you. Yeah. You're probably not used to it. Mm -mm. So there you go. Getting used to it. How does it feel? Uh, it's a struggle. Yeah. There were a few times sitting out on the dock and I'm looking around and just, y'all, it's beautiful out here. If yeah. you're on Facebook, you've seen the pictures that we posted. Um, and I've thought to myself, why can't I just breathe this in and enjoy it? Yeah. Do I want to look back on the time here and have wonderful memories or look back and be like, oh, yeah, well, I should have blah, blah, blah. Like, what the fuck? I'm already here. I'm here. Just be in the moment. Yeah. I got to work on that. Right. I'm trying. I am. Good. And I'm saying that as that I'm, this is, I'm getting antsy knowing I need to get in the car and head back up to DC because I need to go into the office. <laughs> yeah. I'm a mess with this. I definitely need, Kimberly Anderson, if you would like to do an episode <laughs> pertaining to this weird shit that I feel. Um, I'm sure she can't wait to be your therapist again. Oh, <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> Actually, we're supposed to see her. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of June. We've got to coordinate with her on that. And we, yeah. we might be able to record a podcast in our studio. Oh, with, shit. With her. For sure. Yeah, yeah, so we need to work on that. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, I think it's great that you had that breakthrough. Because yeah. we're sitting there on the porch, drinking coffee, mm -hmm. looking at the water, just a beautiful morning. And you said, I just realized 
that I made the decision to be here and work remotely. I worked it out with my boss. It's not my week to have the kids, yet I feel so much guilt about it. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why am I feeling guilty when I already made the decision? Why can't I just enjoy it? And so you just had this sort of breakthrough, which yeah. to me, once you have the breakthrough about the thing. It's like recognizing it like, oh, fuck. Then you start to be able to think about it and work mm-hmm. on it and change it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Don't they say, like, admission is the first step to recovery or something? <laughs> Some, something, <laughs> something like that. that. Like, yeah. That's like, I true. admit that I have a sewing addiction. Yep. Back away <laughs> from the sewing machine, Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, those of you who in the Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion Facebook group, boom, ripped that off my tongue, um, <laughs> that were commenting and posting pictures about the sewing addiction. Y'all are so awesome. fucking funny. We were <laughs> dying. All you Barbaras out there, we were dying. So All thank you, you for that. All you Barbaras with former sewing addictions. <laughs> I can step away anytime. <laughs> Put down the thread. Uh, yeah, you listeners, if, you, if you're if you on Facebook and you have not joined the Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group, you need to. It's, it's yeah. good shit. It gives new meaning to needle addiction, for sure. Oh, yeah. The yeah. second I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. truth. Oh, man, funny. Well, all right. We're discovering all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, finding ammo in the house. Did I mention that? Yeah, I found yep. the ammo in the house. Yep. You're discovering your guilt issue. There so. was the the, the three pronged <laughs> um, enema water bottle. Three pronged. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably not. A good I was like, way. where is she going with this? <laughs> I'm not going anywhere with it. We should have kept it as a white elephant gift. Did you throw it away? It was just an empty box. There was actually nothing in it. I used it. Why would you keep the box? Oh, because there's a 10-year warranty. You need to return that bitch. <laughs> in case it's faulty. <laughs> <laughs> it's sprayed in the wrong hole. God. I, I don't know why I said that. Do the water bottle first. That's yes. all I'm saying. Go in order. <laughs> That's the correct order. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, one other thing. There's a brewery here that's yes. open uh, only Thursday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. They have live music. Wow, mm-hmm. what a fun time that was. We went over the weekend. That was such a good time. And we sang along with the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, The band meaning a guitarist who is badass, by yeah. the way. Yeah, he's really good. And a vocalist who is also badass. She can sing heart like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. She She's sang. Amazing. They did everything from like um, Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Oh, yeah. They did like old shit, like uh-huh. um, 70s rock. They did... Um, Bang, bang. Yeah. I knocked it down. Bang, bang. Remember that song? Mm-hmm. I yeah, was like, wow. That. I don't know that. I think I've heard that maybe one other time in my life. That she song. She great. <laughs> she did uh, uh, Amy Winehouse. Oh, yeah. She did um, so much stuff. And they, so they take the song and they, you know, mix it slightly differently to go with the acoustic guitar. And the guy does where you... Um, you play some chords and you record it, then those keep playing, oh, yeah. and then he can go in on top of it and play the solo. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and then he had like yeah. a little tambourine on his toe. <laughs> so fun, guys. Seriously, small town, Montrose, Virginia. And the beers, I think they're 12 ounces and not 16. Okay. Like a, it's not a full pint, but still, they're only like six bucks. Yeah, it's great. Which, compared to Northern Virginia prices, Shit. that's a deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. We're having a really good time. We know. are. I'm trying mm-hmm. to unload the guilt so I can have a really, really, yeah. really good time. Have a good time. Okay. Fuck the guilt. Well, I gotta go. I gotta get back up to D.C. and uh, get back into the office. And feel depressed? Uh-huh. Soothe, soothe my guilt. <laughs> soothe your guilt. Actually, right. I've got the kids tomorrow for the rest of the week, so. All right. Guilt mm-hmm. soothe. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we should wrap this one up. Wrap it up. 
Uh, no need to thank Dan from Extension Audio this week. But hey, wah, wah. Dan, leave it in next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, of course, everybody, steer clear of those cults, because they're no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.